Today we'll be doing something a little bit different. Today we are going to be discussing our favourite books that Raylos can read in this wonderful, wonderful worldwide lockdown, especially if we're still hurting from the monstrosity that was episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. My name's Mary and I'm here with Denise. Hello everybody. I think this is really cool to do because so many of these books are written by women and we keep talking how we need more women uh, in show business and in Hollywood. But maybe if we start paying attention to the stories that these women are already doing, you know, I think that's a great start. Absolutely, I agree. And as a, uh, as a writer and um, a reader, big reader, Denise... What is the first book you would recommend? I'm going to start. I thought you were going to start. Okay, I'm going to start a book that's uh, independent and small. And it's by Beck McMaster. It's called Promise of Darkness. And it's a book that it's, uh, it's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast. And I just really love the writing. And I really love the story and the way it was done. I thought it was very positive and romantic. But I'm going <laughs> to give a kind of a warning. Uh, it, the writer is a writer. She writes romance. I don't usually read romance. So I tried her other books and I didn't really like them. And I noticed that her fans didn't really like this book because it's more like fantasy. There is romance, but it's more fantasy. And there is a little bit of steamy scenes, but it's not too much. I think it was okay. Well, steamy scenes are a good thing for me if they're well written. So... Uh, what is it actually about? <laughs> You've been telling me to read this for ages, and I did actually have a look for it when I was uh, browsing the Waterbones Waterstone site, but sadly I couldn't see it, but I do eventually want to read it. Basically, it's this girl, and she has her sister that's her mother's favorite, and her mother seems really bad, and there, there, there's this enemy kingdom and she's sent to be married to this enemy guy uh, and she's terrified and her mother and her sister's like yeah whatever go have fun you know they don't even feel anything and then the guy puts her in this castle away from everybody and she doesn't understand what's happening and she tries to find clues understand what is happening because there is something fishy going on and it's about her understanding what's happening otherwise I'm gonna give spoilers yeah, so it's cool. <laughs> well, sounds riveting. I, I def I'm definitely going to read it, you know, in the future when I go on uh, my next uh, book shopping spree because my uh, to-read pile, oh my goodness, I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's, I've got like 10, 10 books to read and get through. But um, I normally, I, you know, I recommend this to everyone. I usually recommend, you know, the, the folk of the air, um, by Holly Black series to everyone. You know how much I love that series. But as you all know, if you if you uh, watch our podcast, we have already like done a big episode on it. So please, please go and read the series if you haven't already, and please go and check that episode out. So the first book that I, that I would actually recommend is um, I've just actually finished reading it. It's called Poison Study by Maria V. Snyder. Now you've read this one, haven't you, Denise? Yes, I, I really enjoyed it. There's There are a few things that I don't like so much, but overall I really enjoyed it. Why did, what did you like in it? Oh my goodness. Well, firstly, I really liked um, 
her writing, there's there's quite there's like you know romance, even though the romance is in the bit a little bit in the background, and there's a lot. It's kind it was kind of like more like you know, like a fantasy thriller, which I really enjoyed, and I'm guessing we, you know most of us here are enemies to lovers, you know fans, you know we like those kind of stories. This is a real enemies to lovers sto- story. It's um, heavily influenced on Russian history with um, I can never pronounce the uh, country's name. I think it's a uh, Shire, the name of the country in the book. Anyway, their monarchy has been overthrown, and the country has cut sort of like turned into a, t- a totalitarian state. And the main heroine, uh, Yanila, I think her name is. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be butchering these names, but she's <laughs> she's basically poisoned by um, Valak, and forced to become the the new commander of um, state's food taster, you know, because they have he has a lot of enemies, so they always make sure that nobody's poisoned his food. But in true enemies to lovers fashion, they begin to get feelings for each other. But of course, they're torn between that and their loyalties. But it's not just that. There's a whole like uh, mystery to unravel. I don't want to give anything more away, but basically, there's there's um. There's an assassin, or some assassins on the loose. It's all kind of like weaved in together with a, and it's so complicated, but it's so good. And I actually found it, you know, I, I'm making it sound complex, but it's, it's actually a very easy read. And, oh, it's so good. That is one of the books I recommend. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll just give a warning. There are some like um, trigger warning, like a scenes that are a little graphic but not so much but for people who don't like it I don't recommend it I thought they were unnecessary and I I, I, I was recommend I saw this book recommended by somebody who uh, said it was similar to Throne of Glass in the sense that you have this woman being brought in chains and having to do like a duty to somebody else I don't think it's similar otherwise but there is that similarity there and I enjoyed it so I think it's a fun read Definitely. I think it's a little bit more uh, adult than Throne of Glass. But, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. You know, because there's... there's you know, like I said, I love the way uh, the author writes. And she weaves, like, character development in with many different dramas and tropes. So it's really good. What about what's next for you, Denise? Ooh, I have to choose the next one. I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. I forgot what I was going to... I forgot what I was going to recommend. You, you recommend one. Okay, so uh, one. I don't remember <laughs> what I was gonna recommend. Air Awakens. Oh yeah, there's that as well. But I was gonna leave to the end. It's, I was gonna recommend some independent books, although Back McMaster is independent. I'm here <laughs> waving the the flag for the indie indie writers. Uh, but it's uh, Air Awakens. It's by Elise Kova, and it's a series. It has five books, and I think one reason people might like is that uh, there is the the heroine and her love interest. He becomes love interest, kind of like he's not really in the beginning. They have a bond. Ah, like, but this is, was way, way, way before uh, the sequel trilogy, so it was not copied from that. And there's a little bit similar to um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, in the sense that you have people with talents related to the four elements. And she's—it's uh, not Airbender. There's a different name. So it's really cool. It's a fun series. I just I sometimes I find that the protagonist is a little bit whiny. <laughs> if you hate whiny protagonists, you have to think about it. But I think it's it's a fun read. 
What you just said about it being similar to Avatar The Last, the Last Airbender, without giving away spoilers, but I'm going to have to ask the ultimate question. Would Zutara fans want to read this book? Yes, absolutely yes. The only thing that I think is that the love interest, he's like 24 or something, and I think he acts so mature. He look I don't know, I, I don't even know any guy that's mature like that. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> which I, I guess it would be different in the sense that, for example, in Avatar The Last Airbender, Zuko is a kid, right? Kid, kind of, you see this struggling like this, which is kind of quite compelling for him as a character. And here, what we get is a very um, mature uh, love interest, which is, um, I think he behaves like a, I was gonna say he behaves like a third year old, but I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. He's very, very mature. So it's more like there's this thing like teacher student, maybe kind of Phantom of the Opera, in the sense that uh, the love interest is, is, is this man. If, which is something that I don't love so much. I prefer when I'm reading YA. I actually prefer uh, the the guy to be more a little more unresolved and you know, like more like a kid in the sense that they're kids. But uh, this is not the case here. But it's 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 a really lovely series. Oh, I really want to read it now that you've uh, you've uh, with the way you've described it. I mean, I have seen it like recommended on like when people have asked for like uh, enemies mm-hmm. to lovers fictions, and this has come up. So I'm uh, definitely going to put this on my uh, to-read list. And uh, Avatar? Not so much. Yes, big confession, I've never watched Avatar. (laughs) Avatar is awesome! You have to watch it! (laughs) Mm, Maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So um, my next recommendation is actually uh, Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, who is actually one of my favourite authors. So um, this is a kind of like a Rumpelstiltskin retelling in like a fantasy-inspired Eastern Europe. It focuses mostly on the on the three heroines, which is a uh, My- Myriam. I hope I'm pronouncing that that right. Wanda and Irina. Uh, the romances aren't really focused on them. Has sort of like a background romance with the Winter King, as um, she's you know she's so good with like uh, money and keeping money after her. Uh, father has sort of like squandered the family fortune a little bit and she's sort of like you know resolved to like turn it around and uh because of that her the fortunes have risen and she can she sort of like like boasts or i can't remember if it's her or if it's someone else but someone boasts that she can uh turn um silver into gold and that gets the attention of the winter king oops so this is where the real rumble stoke skin uh <laughs> you know, thing comes in, she has to turn gold, you know, silver into gold for him. But, of course, um, if you if you like Raylo, you know there's going to be a big thing here. And there's also, like, uh, another kind of, like, romance in the in the book, which I kind of like, which I kind of liked a bit more. And that's with uh, Irina and the prince that her father arranges her to marry. I'm not going to say anything else because it'll be giving away spoilers, but, oh my mm-hmm. god, I was so, like, whenever they those two characters came on I was like so hooked with their relationship because it it is kind of like enemies to lovers 
because uh, yeah well, i read it and i thought it was so i read this book and i liked it and i thought that with irina it was so creepy and scary and it's it like fairy tale scary i don't know how to say that sense of wonder of weird magic and scary like terrifying at the same time i loved it the, my, my main complaint about this book would be that we should focus more on irina but I liked the one with Miriam, isn't it Miriam? I don't know. And I think it has a really cool theme that you have to value yourself, stand up for oh, yeah. what you're worth. And that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. And I, I kind of, like, I agree with you. I kind of wish, a um, little bit of a spoiler here. I didn't think the storyline with Irina and the prince had, it wasn't resolved in a satisfying way what i mean by that is it was kind of, you know it was kind of like dropped a little bit in the conclusion which i didn't like i would i wanted to know more about them and their ending but other than that um i you know i love it her, her right naomi novak's writing is just you know you just get sucked in just like that and what i also really love about it is um there is you know women women in women who develop friendships and plan together and disagree you know i think i think we can all agree that one of uh, one of our biggest disappointments from the rise of skywalker was that ray and rose never got to interact and kick ass together and i think they had one scene together but it was cut because we all saw that um image of them in in the resistance base at star wars celebration mm-hmm. but of course it was never in the film and this this has uh, the three main women interact and it is it's so great you know um wonder and and miriam develop a really good friendship and even like you know the scenes with irena are really good too and they don't necessarily like like each other or agree but it was just really really so good to see uh novak create these real female friendships and alliances so that is one i definitely recommend and i'm i'm really glad you liked it as well denise yeah, I enjoyed it. With like, like I said, there's I didn't enjoy everything about it, but I, I love the creepy fairy tale setting. It's like, oh my god, this is a creepy fairy tale, <laughs> and it's it's cool and it's creepy and weird and oh my god, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And I know which one I was gonna recommend. Ta-da. Uh, it's a it's a book called Cruel Beauty by Rosamund Hodge, and it's really more like arrows and psyche. You know, she has to again on the chest. And I hate, I, 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 frankly, I hate the idea of arranged marriage. I I don't write it. I don't. But for some reason, I got into that in these books. But she has to go and uh, marry this guy that's a, it's a demon, and she has to kill him. Uh, she's going to kill him because he, well, you know uh, kind of like to avenge her mother and she has this plan to kind of destroy, she's been studying and yeah, of course she's not going to kill him, right? So, And what I liked about it it was, it was weird, just creepy and weird, and I think I like creepy and weird things and it was um, yeah, I liked it because it was creepy and weird Keep being weird. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm a sucker for like arranged marriage tropes. I love them. That's what. That's one of the reasons why Irina and the Princess story mm-hmm. in Spinning Silver was one of my favorites. And it's also, it's also why I love. Um, well, part of the reason I love Landscape with a Blur of Conquerors by uh, Disasterum so much. That's mm-hmm. a really good real fan fiction for anyone who's unaware. But 
Yeah, I love that trope, so I'll check that out. I need to read that fan fiction. I said, uh, guys, don't shoot me, but I'm, I, fan fiction, I have a problem with suspension of disbelief. I said I was going to put on Word and <laughs> replace the names and like make sure, pretend like they're original characters and try to read it. <laughs> I like it when um, uh, fanfic authors release their works like uh, as themselves, you know, and then I, I don't know, for some reason, I, 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 yeah, I'm like that. But I need to read that for sure. But I, I, in, in general, I don't like this trope, uh, arranged marriage, for some reason. But somehow I got in Cruel Beauty and I thought it was more like, because uh, Eros and Psyche is an arranged marriage, right? The idea that she has to marry this monster. And it's been present in stories and in fables in all cultures. It's, it's, it's something about... Uh, it reflects like a natural fear we have, right? And even if you were thinking about like ages a, a long time ago, like if you have like a teenager gonna have to get married, and the guy for her is a monster, right? So it's 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 like real fears, human fears, <laughs> I think. I think that's why we're drawn to so um, fairy tales yes. as well, and and that's why you, you shouldn't you shouldn't say oh, but this is abusive or this is bad because it's more about these archetypes and these fears, right? And these monsters are sometimes things that we fear in terms of relationship. I also think that sometimes when you have like a woman with a, a man that's going to be redeemed, it's sometimes, it's not necessarily something external, but something like internal, like two parts of herself, you know, or sometimes you're healing your part that's bad. So I think it, it's more, it's so symbolic and you should, shouldn't interpret it lit literally when you have something that's uh, a little bit, uh, not so great although I think Cruel Beauty is fine there is no he's, he's fine the, the books that we're recommending here I guess are, everybody's really fine <laughs> and of course character development you can't be a good character development in, in stories like, like this as well but um, with that being said I, I recommend uh, Uprooted again by Naomi Novak as I said she's one of my favourite authors if Spinning Silver mm -hmm. is a Stilkskin retelling, then this is the Beauty and the Beast retelling. Basically, a wizard uh, takes a girl from uh, the uh, heroine's village every ten years for reasons unknown. And of course, our heroine, whose name I cannot pronounce to save my life, Ag Agnesica, that's how I'm going to pronounce it, I'm so sorry guys, but anyway, Agnesica gets chosen. Why? Well, you're going to have to find out because we don't want to give the whole story away. But I, I will say that, again, Naomi Novak's writing is so good. You get, you know, it's just bang. You just get suckered in straight away. And I absolutely... There's so much angsty tension between Agnieszka and uh, Sark and the Wizard. And it, it, it's it's so delicious to, um like, read. And it, so it should come no as no surprise that uh, I've got a I've got a whole cast planned for a movie adaptation, and of course I totally imagine Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver as them. <laughs> I can't help it. But I but I don't like they like younger in the in the book. That's what I I, I think. She, uh, Agnesia is she's about seventeen. Um, but yeah. um, the with the Sarkin isn't definitely not. I would actually say he appears to be in his 30s. But that's just uh, mm. my interpretation of it. 
But um, yeah, you can. Since it's your imagination, you can imagine it when they were young, right? Like <laughs> young. I don't know. I guess. I don't, I'd still one hundred percent cast Daisy Ridley as her. Like I said, I've got my whole, uh, my all my uh, cast in 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 my head. They yeah. are actually planning a movie adaptation for it. Actually, Ellen is producing it, cool. so I'm, I am excited. Okay. And also, can I just oh, ask a oh, question? I'm looking at it. Ahead. I'm looking at it on Goodreads, and there are lots and lots of very negative reviews that people say, mm-hmm. "Ooh, underwhelming." Why is that? Can you tell me? I'm not saying it. it's normal. Some people people sometimes don't like some books, but what are the reasons people don't like it? You think? Okay, I've not read any reviews on Goodreads, but I did find it overwhelming in like one in like the third of the book. Spoiler alert! In uh, in case uh, you don't you don't want to hear this, um, but we'll put a t- we'll put a timer on a, on the video so you can skip this. But basically, in the third of the book, Ag- Agnesica has to go has to travel from the tower to uh, the king's court, and she doesn't go with Sarkin. There's like a whole section where Sarkin isn't in the story, and it I really didn't like it because because not only was he um you know like portrayed as her love interest, he was also portrayed as her mentor, and all of a sudden she gets taken away from that developing romance and teacher slash student relationship. She's put in this place without him, and she's given a new mentor in um the form of uh, uh, um of Alush of. Alosha, I think her name is. Now, Alosha is an awesome character, but for me, I really felt like, what? Why? You know, you had this whole relationship going on, and then you took the heroine away from it and gave her a new mentor. It it just felt it felt really redundant, which is why I found that big section like underwhelming. She just get reunited with him, don't worry. But <laughs> I, yeah. I, f- I found it so underwhelming, and if like, let me just say, if I was making the movie adaptation, I I wouldn't exactly cut the character the character of Ashola out, but I would definitely make Sarkin go down to the court mm-hmm. with with uh, Agnesia because I was just like, you know, you you it was going along so well, you were getting involved in the relationship, and just when things started to get going, mm-hmm. you, you take us to some completely new place without one half of that relationship no I, I didn't think that worked personally but that's the only big problem i have with the book okay yeah it's it's funny that it, usually the negative reviews come on top but i'm gonna say that i find that um i learned more about books based on the negative reviews than on the positive reviews and also a way that i found that <laughs> a way that i found to find good books is to go to a really popular book that everybody likes and that I can't stand. I'm not gonna name names. I cannot. I'm not. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> and then you go to the one star reviews and then you check which books that person liked. Because usually what's gonna happen is that the person's gonna have the same pet peeves as you have. Because if a book, every, if there is a book that everybody likes, usually the book is good. Okay. If you don't like it, it's your problem. But then you find somebody who has the same problem. Ta-da. <laughs> so. I think that's it yeah but I don't know I might try it I might try it I, I wasn't in love with spinning silver and uh, yeah <laughs> what would you recommend oh one thing I didn't uh, f- forgot to mention is again there's um in Uprooted there's a lovely female friendship between Agnieszka and her best friend um Kaiser I think uh, if I'm hope I'm pronouncing her name right 
again, like um, Spinning Silver, it was wonderful to see this like really real genuine friendship between the two girls. So much so that um, you know. Agnesia goes and actually rescues Kaiser from something really bad at one point, and Kaiser does the same. It's and they're there to support each other emotionally as well. It was wonderful to read. Oh, okay, no, that's cool. Right. What's next? What's next on your list, I Denise? Think, um, I think we're going to mention uh, Sarah J. Maas, the A Court of Thorns and Roses, briefly. I know that a lot of people like it. Uh, I like it. I think it's it's entertainment. It's, it's entertaining, and I think if people like that, uh, there's a an independent author that you can read. It's called C. N. Crawford, and there's the she has quite a few series that are fake. There's the enemy to lovers. There's well with Sarah J. Mass. Usually the heroine is always all the time thinking about doing it, which I find a little weird to be honest. But in these books, it's it's also the case. But maybe you like it. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a trilogy that's the Sea Fay book one, and they're fun. They're fun books. And uh, if for people who like uh, Sarah J. Maas, I think it, it's a good call. Um, yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, I, I read. I, ha- I have not read a th- uh, uh, the Throne of Glass series yet, but I have read uh, most of A Court of Thorns and Roses. I did like it. I thought this. I thought the. Um, so basically, what I like about Sarah J. Maas is she focuses more on character than on story. Like the whole of the f- the whole of the first book is about um, Furre, I think how how you pronounce her name. And basically, she's sort of like um, tricked into uh, leaving behind her family and coming to live with the Lord of the Spring Court, Tamlin. And it's sort of like their relationship sort of develops there, but it turns out him and his people are like have been put under a curse by uh, Arith Man- Manta, I think, who's the, who's the main villainess of the book, and it's 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 sweet. It's uh, interesting to see the relationships develop, and also there's another character by the name of Resand who also develops a, a an interest in Foray. And if you think, um, you, you're probably thinking, oh, is, is this going to become like a kind of like tr- uh, tr- uh, Twilight sort of love triangle? It sort of does become a love triangle in a way, but it's totally not Twilight. It goes in uh, directions that you just completely do not um, expect. And there's even, it even reminded me of Raylo a little bit in a way because um, Faray and one of the characters has a bond that is, you know, sort of that mental psychic link that's similar to mm-hmm. Ray and Kylo. Yeah. So, um, the idea of bond is very is a very old trope, right? A romantic trope. So it's normal that we're gonna see in these books, and why when mm-hmm. we see it, we say, "Oh, there's something there," <laughs> right? Yeah, and it, um, you might be thinking, "Oh, um, is it similar to the Cruel Prince?" Because you know that there's high fae in it. Trust me, it, it is not similar to uh, the uh, folk of the air at all. In, uh, yeah. At all, no. Yeah, I was ta- talking to Mary just before that. Usually, usually people who like uh, Holy Black don't like Sarah J. Maas, and people who like Sarah J. Maas don't like Holy Black, or even or 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 else love one and kind of mad about the other because they're so very different. I think Holy Black is a little bit more plot. The characters are younger; they're more innocent. With Sarah J. Maas, it's new adult. Uh, there is a lot of. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> how do you say describe the intimacy right they describe body parts <laughs> and what the body parts are doing which yeah okay people some people but, like it <laughs> but there's also a lot more character i mean holly black is really good at character development as well but with yes. sergey mass i think there's a lot more character development um than plot development yeah. So that that's what makes it like both of them re- really different worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D- very very different. I agree with you. It's it's wildly different. So and it it's different tastes, which is which is great that there are books for different readers. Yeah, I do. Um, I do think it's a a, a court of thorns and roses is a little bit cheesy at times because there's a, there's this whole thing <laughs> with um Haifei where um they call their loved ones their mate. And it just became if you it just became a little bit too cringy um, from uh, the second book onwards. You know, it's just like, oh my god, stop, please! That's my biggest issue with this series. Yeah, but, uh, I know. If you love cheesiness, then you know you're gonna love this. Trust me. Yeah, cheesy sometimes is good, and and I know some people who love, 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 love these books. So there is something there to love for sure. Absolutely, and if you want to, if you want us to, if you like this, and you want us to dive a little bit more into a Court of Thorns and Roses, because it is very popular, then uh, just let us know in the comments, please. Yeah, and if you want more book recommendations, we can, we can, we're reading a lot, so I guess we can come back and do more of this. Definitely, I have uh, like one more, which is it's just a it's a little recommendation. It's called um, Neon Rising by uh, Kiri Taylor. And this, and the author, uh, like, came out, you know, full on admitted that it is definitely inspired by Raylo. And you can definitely see that on the cover as well. I've read the, they are, it is a small book. Um, I have read, I've only just read the first one. But I I really liked it. It was like, it's just a fun, one of those, you know, like, fun fantasy sci-fi adventures. And uh, yeah, I can definitely see the similarities between Rey and Kylo, but it is different as well. For example, for example, um, that trope about the bond that we were just talking about—they have that at the start of the story. But basically, um, the uh, main girl Nova is a smug is a smuggler of this uh, mineral, um, and uh, the uh, bad guy, the gad the bad guy is basically the first order. Uh, Corpilion, they um, basically take over any planets that have um, Mm. this mineral and uh, you know she uh, obviously doesn't want them finding out but of course the guy that um, who she has this mental bond with is part of uh, Corpilion and that's what makes it interesting Mm. so I do I do recommend it I'm gonna give it a try yeah, it's it, it. I love those covers. They're so beautiful. Uh, yeah, they are beautiful. Anything else you want to recommend, Denise? That's it for today. All right, guys. Well, you we hope you really enjoyed, and please go out and uh, read some of these books. And if you enjoyed them, or you have read them, or if you have recommendations of your own, please leave them in the comments. But in the comics, in the comments, we want we really want to hear what you uh what you think and what you like. Um, if you liked this episode, you can uh, subscribe, it helps us a lot, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and iTunes and SoundCloud. Until next time, and may the force be with you.